there are these two young fish swimming along and they happen to meet an older fish swimming the other way who nods at them and says, Morning boys, how's the water? And the two young fish swim on for a bit and then eventually one of them looks over at the other and goes, What the hell is water? I'm Don Hall and this is the Peculiar Journeys Podcast. Your Journeys is a weekly storytelling podcast designed to see the water that surrounds us. Keep going. This is done. Hey Don, I have Frank here in front of me. Uh, he's asking for assistance for a wheelchair that's going to be uh, that needs to be available on Randolph and. On the east side of Pritzker, the upper part of Pritzker, performer drop off. Up at the performer drop off, how can I advise him? Um, they'll need to pick up a wheelchair at the Welcome Center. That's where they're located, and then it's just right around there. Are they, is this somebody with staff, or is this just a, a patron? Be a patron for Frank. Okay. Um, I'll talk. To, I'll talk to Frank and, and let him know I'll, I'll take care of the uh, wheelchair. No problem. Oh, you're gonna take care of that time. Yes, uh, ask him when it needs to be there. Sit down over here. Okay, if we can get that ASAP, that would be fabulous. Tell him I'm on it, and I'm going to drop it up. It's at the performer pickup at A. I will make sure that it gets there. And welcome back to the podcast. This is Don Hall. This is episode 54, Millennium Park Stories. Got a couple more of these to kind of wrap up my uh, summer at Millennium Park as the front of house manager. Today's episode is really just going to be, I want to I get three of my uh, returning ushers. I've got Sean Pride, and he's going to talk a little bit about uh, his experience this summer. Sean DeWilliams and Joyce Poole. So without any further ado, here is Sean Pride. Uh, particularly this season here was really frustration. Uh, we had one incident. Uh, if you guys ever been to Millennium Park at the GPMF uh, concerts, if you know uh, sections 101 through 106 is uh, free. I mean not free. I'm sorry. Uh, it's paid seating, uh, but sections 201 to 206 is actually free uh, to the public and all the way into the uh, the line. Um, so I'm over at the east east ramp. Um, so I'm a scanner. And usually uh, the patrons who don't have a free seat have to go up the ramp. So this one particular day, it's a gentleman who comes past me and um, he said, well, I'm going through the scissor gates. I said, well, you can't go through the scissor gates. You guys got to go up the ramp. And he's, he's coming and he, then he just opened the gate up. And then he come back and say, you know, you know, you know what? Uh, you, you, you're fucking racist to, to, to handicapped people. 
and I say, excuse me, sir, I don't, you know, notice that you're, you're, you're handicapped. If you just say that, you know, I can easily let you up the ramp. And then he said, I need to see your supervisor. So our supervisor <laughs> from the house manager is Don Hall. Don Hall come over there and talk to the gentleman, tell him the same thing I told him. And all of a sudden, from that day forward, this guy's like my best friend now. So that was like the most craziest story from you calling me racist to handicapped people. Now we like the best buddies. Well, sometimes we get spectators uh, who's not really coming to see the concert and they start doing like Japanese dances while you got people fucking watching the, uh, the orchestra and you like, dude, like you can't go to Michigan Avenue for this shit. And then you get the people who's like 95 years old. They come and drinking their bottles of wine and then all of a sudden now they need a paramedic. They fucking passed out. <laughs> Tell, tell them what about one of those, one of those, yeah. Uh, so we had one incident, um, and I believe this was like section 106. Um, the man and his wife come in, and she's like about 97 years old, and they drinking, and they drinking, they drinking, so the concert is over around like 9.30, and then all of a sudden she fall out and pass out, and then I have to get Don and security staff, and they keep saying she's fine, she's fine, she's fine, <laughs> and they're trying to get her up, but she's steady falling down, so they had to call the paramedics. That's that's a sad one, but she she typically was fine, but she just was drinking too much. It's, it's really relaxing. You get to see the free shows. You get to see interesting people. Uh, you start realizing that some genres of music is for you, and it's not for you, uh, but it's a really cool place to work at. What was the best concert, in your opinion, this whole summer? What was the one that you go, that's the one I remember? Uh, I would say jazz, the jazz one on Thursday with Kurt. That was Kurt awesome. Ellen, yeah. Kurt Ellen, he was he had a phenomenal voice. Okay. Well what about it? What about that experience that just really stood out from all of the concerts? This is a really cologne, there's uh, I, I feel that it was real. It was real smooth. I never really listened to jazz before, um, so it was like really meditating, and it's it, it's a really mellow type of uh, feel. And I'll introduce you to Shonda Williams. Shonda was one of also one of my returning ushers and was sort of a, a staple. She was uh, a lot of fun, and she was a great usher. She does talk a little bit about the big evacuation. I'm not going to talk about that in this episode because it's such a huge issue. I will talk about that in episode 55. So basically, it's customer service, you know. That's what we do. Um, Millennium Park is the town square, and we're the um, officials, and we just tell them all about this. But I'm going to say my, my most um, <laughs> funniest moment was just recently when we had to, you know, um, evacuate the bowl. Um, the bowl is the orange seats for anybody out there that doesn't know. Um, and um, that was probably out of the two seasons, one of the most bizarre evenings I've ever experienced. So walk me through it. What happened from your perspective? How did it start? How did it end? What were the notable moments? Okay, so um, I was near the press pit. Um, I guess um, someone from the press was having um, an issue with something. So I was near the press pit. Um, and then all of a sudden, we just started getting clamored with rain, like humongous rain, like big, gigantic, he-man rain just started coming down. Um, so everyone immediately ran from their seats and um, started to run towards the stage. Um, we were there probably maybe all of two minutes. Then we were told to evacuate the bowl. So I began to tell people, you know, right or left, it didn't matter which way you go, but you must leave the bowl. And this is the funniest thing to me. I got resistance. 
And I, I wasn't expecting that because I'm thinking everybody wants to be safe. But that was not the case. People were like, we have to leave. And I'm thinking it's thundering and lightning and you're going to die. So get out of here. But I kept getting resistance. And I was just telling them, go left or right, bathrooms or parking garage to safety. It's underground and you're going to be safe. And I got crazy questions like, is the concert canceled? I got, um, should I go home? I got, um, what about you? Someone actually asked me, and I guess I'm indifferent about that. I'm like, well, thank you, but, you know, this is my job to make sure you're out first. So, um, and then at the end of all of that, there was this one lonely lady sitting in the bowl, the very last person in the bowl who refused to move. And I, I, I just didn't understand why. And I, I said, ma'am, you have to leave. And she told me why. And I'm thinking, because you're going to die if you stay here. And she was drenched wet but the idea of moving just was far from her perspective so um, I saw security coming behind me because she was the very last person we had to get rid of and so I knew they were not going to be polite as me so I began to say ma'am you've got to get out of here I'm like do you want me to help you do you need some assistance I'll hold your bags your purse whatever but you've got to get up and you got to get out of here and as soon as I said that I saw security behind him, ma'am, if you do not move, you will be moved. And she looked at him and then she looked at me and she said, well, she can help me. And so I escorted her to the restaurants. But that was the most bizarre thing that's ever happened to me in two seasons. And so, <laughs> and so did, they, did we resume the concert? Um, no, we did not. So no. how, how did we get everybody out? Um, the ushers, um, well, we've been trained, um, we've been equipped to deal with this situation, and we've got everybody safely out of the bowl, out of the park, um, and no usher got hurt, no accident, no incidents happened. Um, we had some lost items, but that's to be expected, and um, we've, we've been trained, we know what to do. I want them to know that you can approach us and access anything. Even if we've heard it a thousand times, it doesn't matter. We know where the bathrooms are. We know where um, Lost and Found is. We know where um, each pavilion is, and we know where you can get something to drink or whatever. So don't be, ever be afraid to ask us um, anything. Um, just, you know, we're approachable. That's my, that's my main thing. So you don't have to walk around Millennium Park being lost. You don't have to. Even if you want to be entertain if you want to get something to eat even if it's outside of the park the ushers know different things about the city also so you don't never have to feel afraid to approach us and finally here's Joyce Poole Joyce Poole was uh, a returning usher she's been around for a long time she is a great human being was initially uh, reticent to tell stories and once I got her telling stories she had uh, plenty to talk about so here is Joyce this season, I got to do usher rehearsals, usher rehearsals, orchestra rehearsals on Thursday morning, which was a hoot. And it was, we had one incident with where the security guards were talking really, really loud to themselves, to each other, and kind of talking smack. And one of the docents went over to him and said, please be quiet, you're, you're upsetting the orchestra and the other people listening. And they mouthed off at the docent, which was a bad, stupid thing. They mouthed off about, this is a free country, I can do whatever I want. Well, the docents went postal on it. And they, rightly, they, you know, this is, this is, they're working. What the heck are they doing? <laughs> So the docents, we, I, w I was up on top, you know, 
and I could see the docents were really upset and fluttered about this, so I went to find out what was going on, and they were looking for, who can we tell? We have to get rid of these people. They can't be talking to people like this. They went to the security guard. They went to the front office. They couldn't find anybody right out of the box. Eventually, they went they went to the senior management and, and the, on the fourth floor to tell them that these these women were just being ridiculous. And the, and the women were, you know, the two security guards were just standing there like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> it was just great to watch this whole thing. And I tried to calm them down and just say, hey, it's okay. You know, they're just, they're young kids, 20 years old. This is how they learn how to work and how to be respectful with I each other. I watched the security guards get better all summer. I've been doing mostly the post out here at the at the front gate with, with the the young security guards that are in junior college and just out of high school and watching them learn how to have a soft voice and a, and a firm voice with the patrons and not get flustered under the stress of the whole thing. It's been awesome. They are just learning. And it was cool. I, some of the ones that I saw at the front of the season, actually, you can see they've changed. And it was a good thing to see. You know, my job was to talk to the patrons, keep everybody calm while they're doing the, the inspection and everything. And it was great to see the security guards calm down and learn how to deal with night for Coco. That was a great night. I was out of the security guard and we had lines all the way out to Michigan Avenue and we closed the park because we had 20,000 people. Nobody else can come in. It was postal. People were just crazy out there on the lines. I would just go up the line, give everybody you know, brochures about what's going on with the park, talk to them about it. I'm so sorry. Explain to them that Coco's being shown out in their local neighborhoods. Go see the movie in their neighborhood. Thanks for coming out. I'm so sorry you can't come. And everybody thought that they, they would just go to another gate and try to get in. And I was just like, I don't think they're going to let you in down there. I hate to put you in this situation. We have to turn people away for the moment until some more people would come out and people would be they were still mobbing the security station waiting for people to leave the park before the movie even started wow and so did you have anybody that was like they, they, they ridiculously just, they crazy mouthed off to you just oh yeah like, there were a couple of people so what did they say what, what, what was what was what was their what was their oh the major complaint was just because the park had closed and they had bothered to come down here and they had their kids and everything and how dare we close the park and it was just like, okay, I'm so sorry. <laughs> what else can you say? Yeah, yeah. There's nothing else you can say is, I'm so sorry, and thank you for coming. I'm glad you support Millennium Park. Awesome. The Broadway show. That was just a cool concert. It was great just to hear, you know, all the play music that was, like, going on in the theater and everything. And that was, like, 20,000 people. Yeah, it was monsterly big. Tell me big. about the lead-up to all that, yeah, that, that experience. Oh, it was... It was just great. Everybody was in a good mood. You know, everybody was ready to hear Broadway tunes. Everybody was sharped up. Everybody brought everything they wanted to, to party with. And people were just really good and respectful. It was great. One of the things that's underestimated about ushers is they're always watching. And they're paying attention to people and they're watching for kids that are lost. They're looking for people that are in need or in, in disabled to make sure they're, they're managing the situation and the crowd's okay. They're always one. The ushers try to stay one step ahead of where people are. That's what I think ushers do. And that is episode 54 of Peculiar Journeys, Millennium Park Stories. Those are three of my ushers. Look forward to next week, I hope. Uh, I will be talking in episode 55 about something that 
very few house managers in Millennium Park that have been there for the nine or ten years that they've had that there, uh, had that position there, have actually had to do or been part to, which was to evacuate the entire park of 10,000 people due to lightning. And I got to do that during the Blues Fest. So uh, we'll talk all about that next week. I want to thank everybody that's a Patreon subscriber, Daniel Ash, Tony Bowker, Todd Guttner, Vanessa Harris. There's a lot of you. And I, I really do genuinely appreciate your, your patronage. And I hope you enjoy Peculiar Journeys. So with that in, that in mind, uh, thanks for listening. And you'll hear from me next week. Peculiar Journeys is a weekly storytelling podcast produced, voiced, and edited by myself in my apartment above a bar in Wicker Park, Chicago. You can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or catch it on SoundCloud, or download it from DonHallChicago.com. You can assist Peculiar Journeys financially, if you can, by becoming a VIP patron on www.patreon.com slash peculiarjourneys. Journeys.